Hello, welcome to another edition of uh, Ozzy Tells All the Great Sports Podcast of the Northwest. Today, I have my friend Matt interviewing me about the W game from Montana State. Good evening, Ozzy. It's great to be back on the grotto uh, next door to apparently a uh, chicken farm. I didn't know you were next door to a chicken farm over here. But, oh, yeah. Uh, adorable little Welsh corgi puppy as well. But uh, I'm glad to be back, nevertheless. Appreciate it. So uh, how, I don't know how you roped me into this uh, UW pod. Um, I am not, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination, a UW fan or college football fan for that matter, but I am honored to be on the show still the same. So thank you, us. Not a problem. So let's get right into this. Um, let's dive in. I mean, I'm inquiring minds want to know. There's got to be a few, at least a few, UW fans in the Spokane area here. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to start with uh, your thoughts on the 63-7 to win over Montana, mighty Montana. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Big Sky uh, Powerhouse, Montana Grizzlies. They came into Seattle. They got whipped pretty hard. Uh, first half, um, pretty much Dick Browning went deep in the air and also on the ground. His, he ran quite a bit. It's pretty awesome. He never runs that much. And um, by halftime, it was like – 42 to seven, I think at halftime and defense. Wow. Yeah. Defense really, really domination, really dominated the, the Grizzlies big time and defense had four turnovers in the game. That was fantastic. And basically they do whatever they wanted to do in that game. So it was like pretty much start finishes like you dub bow down. Yeah. I mean, uh, not having a whole lot of knowledge on college football, um, I don't think it takes much to know that 63 to seven is a pretty dominant victory, but obviously, yeah. I mean, this is Montana, but you did what you got to do and it doesn't matter what sport you are. You never know what can happen on any given, uh, I don't know. What do they play their games on Thursday night, Friday night, sa- Saturday. Saturday, Saturday night, Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, moving on to my next question, uh, Browning's opening drive, uh, touchdown run. And, what do you think about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, Dick Browning, you know, he's a junior this year, a Heisman candidate like last year. And uh, he's a white, he's like six, six, three, six, four. He's, he's not too tall. And he's just a skinny white kid out of California. And last year, he just sent the pocket last year, threw it down the field, you know, took, took his hits time to time. But but on Saturday, Saturday uh, evening in Seattle, he pretty much had some scrambling. 50 yards, actually, he had in the game. So that was kind of shocking because, like, he's not he's a run, though. He's just a, more of a passer. So in the first touch of the game, um, he pretty much did a run-pass option. He went – he did the run around the, around the, around the left-hand side of the line, touchdown, Huskies, and then he was, he was going crazy. So – it was definitely a surprise to me. It's like, okay, here we go. Let's let's get let's get this done in the future. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, you know, the other thing I was wondering is what your thoughts are on the difference um, that the offense did from week one to week two. You know. Yeah, week one was pretty ugly. Just not, just putting it out there against Rutgers on the road down in New Jersey. Um, just a Big Ten school. Um, Jake Browning was pretty off. He was seeing all his passes. He was the offense looked pretty dysfunctional in the first in the first half of the game. Then second half they you know they brought brought it up and they won by quite a bit. But week two though was definitely night and day because 
week week two, they from start to finish, they were locked in, determined to just destroy Montana and everything like that. So they got a good chewing out, I'm sure, you know, um, after the game against uh, Rutgers. But they turned it around, and I think they'll they'll be good, good to go from here on out. Right, right, okay. Um, you know, along those same lines, uh, what what are your thoughts on Browning uh, scrambling? You know, scrambling and his and his proneness and sneakiness, sneakiness. Oh yeah, as as DP would say, Dan Patrick would say, the white guy was like the oh, legend, he's legend, sneaky, legend, bow down, sneaky, the legend, the legend, bow down. He's sneaky athletic. He's not an athlete, but he's sneaky athletic. Right. You know, um, but uh, no, yeah, yeah, he's a good athlete. Um, He's like Russell Wilson, I guess, kind of, but not really. You know, he's just a white, white version, a poor man's Russell, like Russell Wilson, I guess, as, as he runs. But it was fun to see him run, you know, run, you know, run around a little all day long. He, he didn't run because he had to, but he ran because there's open spaces out there. So um, it was good to see, and hopefully that if he has to do that again, that would be something he can do in the future without, without getting hurt, obviously. Right. Sure. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, next up, my. Uh, you know, next question for you here. Sorry, I lost my plate. Uh, Dante Pettis. Wow, what can we say about this kid? Uh, 67-yard punt return touchdown. Uh, now, I guess, you know, my sources are telling me that he actually, that puts him past Deshaun Jackson uh, at the Pac-12 record of seven punt return touchdowns. That's impressive. That's impressive. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, yeah, your source is pretty close to here, and uh, absolutely, but uh, possible, possibly, possibly me. I but, never name my sources, as you know. <laughs> never, as you know, yes, I know. Um, yeah, so Dante Pettis, who's a really underrated player um, in the Pac-12, but I think people should know, know his name by now because John Ross has left for the NFL and he's taking over the punt return duties for you know for the Huskies now and. Yeah, he had he had that one sixty-seven yard touchdown. He, he was pretty. He had, he had juked some guys. Uh, the punter he knocked down pretty easily, no doubt about it. And then he made the guys miss, and it was a long touchdown, sixty-seven yards, as, as you said. And yeah, he did pass to Sean Jackson, who actually is, he went to Cal, and he had seven of those himself. Actually, uh, he had six actually himself. Now, now he has seven. Now Dante has seven. Turned into a pretty good pro too that game. Yeah. Oh, Deshaun. Yeah, he's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah. You know, he's been around a little bit and. And the thing with this record here is that Pettis is just one touchdown return away from being the all-time, um, pretty much, NCAA punt return record, touchdown record, passing Wells Welker from West Virginia. Oh, Welker has it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, very good. Um, yes. Now, how fun was that Troy Adams rumble? You know, that just shook the – I mean, I don't watch college football. I, well, my Ducks, my diehard Ducks fan. I am a diehard Ducks fan, as you know. As right. you know, I should have uh-huh. mentioned that in the beginning. I should have mentioned that in the beginning. But, oh, yeah, um, so diehard. Yeah. Follow them every uh, Friday or is it uh, – when was it? Uh, Thursday? I don't know. Um, tell me – but tell me, how fun was that? Oh, yeah. Trey Adams is a big left tackle for the Huskies and – uh, Jake Brennan found him with a ten. He he got him. Um, he got him on that uh, uh, pass, and that the, the big boy was out there rumbling, tumbling, stumbling. Almost got almost got in. Almost got to score, but he also got down the one yard line. But he got he got up. He he got up and he was good to go. And it was like it was pretty funny to see him get up there. And he's like, I need some oxygen. I need some oxygen. Ah, oh, out of breath. It was pretty funny. 
I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, it's always fun watching uh, one of those big defensive linemen just try to, you know, run through. And, you know, um, usually it's pretty hard to stop those guys when they get ahead of steam. So, oh, um, get out of the way, for yeah, sure. You just got to get out of the way and, uh, you know, don't push anybody in the back. Or if they didn't push anybody, don't call it rest. Come on. Come on. But I, this is a yeah. different game, different sport. Uh, well, not different sport, technically. Well, it is, though. NFL is really just it's, a different sport. It's, it's, a, it's, 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 one step, it's, it's one step down, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, cool. That's good stuff. Let me ask you another one. Uh, sure. Give me a little bit more about the UWD. Uh, forcing four turnovers. Uh, really good stuff there from the D. Uh, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, so Montana's quarterback, he threw first first quarter interception. Um, and then he also had a fumble in the first quarter as well. And then we had another interception, a pick six, actually, for our backup defensive back um, in the fourth quarter for 70 yards to the house as a backup. And he, he, went, he, went, he went pretty pretty fast there, and uh, that was awesome. And then he also did another interception also. So two interceptions, two fumbles. Um, it was a good, good thing. Yeah. UW has one of the best defenses you'll see in the country, and no surprise they had four turnovers against the Big Sky team, but hopefully they'll turn it up some more against uh, Pac-12 season, and also um, you know they're 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 back with a prowl. Let's go. Nice, yeah. Um, okay, next one on the docket here: difference from Pac-12 D1 talent versus something like your FCS team, like a Big Sky, uh, is that a conference? <laughs> or 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 WSU for that, but that oh yeah, well or WSU talent for all that matter. Right. Sorry, Scotty. Right. Sorry, Scott. oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. It needed to be well, said, you know. It needed to be needed to be said. <laughs> yes, but uh, it did. Any chance yeah. to crap on uh, WSU is good by me. So I have good. I have, I, love, I love doing that all the time. I love doing that. Um, even though I like Scott, it's a person. So <laughs> anyway, anyways, uh. So yeah, so the Pac-12 Division One talent in general, um, you get all the pretty top guys out of California, Hawaii, um, Texas, California, as I said earlier, guys in state, Washington State, the five-star guys, four-star guys, guys from Oregon, et cetera, Texas, all those all across the country. And then, you know, the FCS used to be Division Two, now it's just called FCS for some reason. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, okay, okay. But, yeah, that threw was, me off there. I was a little, not oh. quite sure. Okay. I, yeah. I figured so I'd explain that to you. And uh <laughs> you. no Thank but you. Uh, you know no no right there. Well the other thing that confused me is that every time, you know, I watch a little WSU football in the beginning, which is about a minute or so, I notice that they're getting beat by a, one of these what do you call them, FCS schools? And I it yeah. threw me off cuz I thought that, <laughs> I thought uh Division 1 was supposed to be the Division 2, so I didn't quite get the difference there. Oh, but um my mistake. <laughs> so that's a that's a hard burn. Yeah. A hard burn. <laughs> unintentional. Um, Completely unintentional. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but the but the FCS but the FCS um, recruiting though they take all the other guys that that can't make it or get overlooked by the Division One schools. However, with that being said, there's been some great talent come out of FCS schools like maybe Joe Flacco. Ever heard of him? Ah, Flacco. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yep. Yeah, Ladies, you know, he's a gotcha. champion. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, there's a few other guys I'm not really named, but that's probably the big thing that came out of the FCS. But if you play well in FCS, you have a good shot to impress the NFL and get drafted and you know, have a good career. But 
it's it's pretty much just for it's pretty much just for like the lower tiered schools. Um, they just have to get what they can, and then hopefully for the best. So that's that's pretty much where it's at right now. Cool, good stuff. Um, yeah. So you dub sign. Uh, I yeah. saw this in the crowd. Uh, I happened to turn on the TV, and before I was able to quickly turn the channel away from you dub football, I noticed a sign, and it said, "Bend the knee." bow down to Washington. I take that as a Game of Thrones reference. And yep. um, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I saw the same thing as well. That's fantastic. You saw the same thing. I was, I was which, a coincidence you saw that. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy coincidence. I've watched crazy. a total of two minutes of football between UW and oh. WSU, and I've seen oh. two things. Yeah, and those were the two highlights. So. <laughs> you saw, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um <laughs> Yeah, so as I, as I would um, predict, C-Dub has some pretty smart fans out there, and the pretty astute fans are Game of Thrones fans. And, you know, when you like Khaleesi, bend the knee and bow down. That's all there is to it. It's fantastic. Don't have to force me. Don't have to force me. That's right. Okay. Aye, aye, aye. Indeed. Um, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, well, you know, wrapping this up, you know, I want to hear kind of a preview of uh, Fresno State next week um, and just kind of your final thoughts, you know. Yeah, they, they play actually this Saturday. Um, they play at 5 o'clock on uh, Fox Sports 1. Ooh, Fresno, Fox Sports 1. Fresno State, catch the fever, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll get their schedule, and, you know, they lost Alabama, which is, you know, you, you do that. Now, is Fresno State – yeah, uh, like an actual college team. Like, are they not this? Yeah, uh, they're. What do you call it? Yeah, they uh, play. FCS. Um, no, they they play in the WAC conference. The WAC. The WAC. Same as what State. Division one. Division one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So legit. yeah, they're D one school. Okay. Yeah, D one school. Cool. cool. Yeah, they're they give in the past they give them they give them some fits in the past, but not in the last ten years or so. But um, I saw their schedule. They lost to Alabama forty-one to ten, and that's you know it's a given. And sure. they beat Roll tight. some. Roll tight. Oh yeah. Then they kind of lost to like. Oh, they beat some non some some FCS school I think over the week last weekend, as you know. Um, oh, but, of course. <laughs> of course I do. Yeah. Something about that game probably too. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Follow yeah. Yep. But uh, I I did see their quarterback stats and the quarterback, he's decent. 399 yards I think on on did three through three game through two two game two games that no. Yeah, two games, not too bad. To is he a freshman or is he? He is a he he is a he's a he's a sophomore. Um, okay. Don't know his name to care less because he's going to get his ass handed to him. But um, he did have two touchdowns and a pick, so not great ratio, not even a high number against a you know low level team. But um, the rushing rushing they had, you have rusher though. I don't know his name, but he had 99 yards in two games, which is pretty good actually for that type of school. Fresno State. It's a lower tier D1 school, but it's still, still D1. You know. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I would imagine, Huskies just, you know, just demolishing them limb by limb, and I think I'm looking at a score of like 55 to three. I, I would say. 55 to three. Okay. Let's yeah. put that in yeah. the books. And yep. uh, one quick thing. Um, yeah. I did want to hear from you. I mean, what's their schedule like, you this year? I mean, their non-conference, is it, is it a lot of these 
uh, how do I put this? I don't know. Um, Pussycats, uh, easy teams. I mean, gimme games. What? Oh. I, what's the term? I don't know, but I mean, yeah, is, is, that, um, is that kind of the way they do it nowadays? Because you can't take one well, loss in college football, or you're just completely out of everything, well, and it's kind of like a pointless this, season at that point. You're playing in some no-name Doritos Bowl and just trying to <laughs> save some kind of name. I mean, come on, college football, get well, your together. I mean, I know there's a four-team playoff thing now, and that's a start. Right. We need to go to yeah. eight. Sixteen would be great. Eight, mm-hmm. I think, is maybe more doable. Maybe I could yeah. get into college football if they did that. But uh, I mean, sure. yeah, I, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts on that real quick before we do. Sure. Uh, you know, go our separate ways. And I'll and also I heard you missed a question. I think on the sheet there about Ahmed. I think as well. We'll get to that in a minute probably too. Um, How do but, you know my sheet? <laughs> uh, this is my sheet. I <laughs> That's your sheet. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. let's. Let's address the first okay. one, and then we'll finish All with right. Ahmed. You know, that's a good. That's why sure. I wanted to finish with Ahmed. He's big. I like him. He's a good guy. He's a good yeah. football player. So uh, let's start with that one first, though. What's their schedule like? I mean, give me just a little season preview, quick, quickly. Um, yeah. So basically, as I was going to say, is uh, these shows were made years in advance, and under the uh, in the previous AD kind of ran the program to the ground before they got Chris Peterson. They always they always uh, scheduled the soft. Like teams like Portland State, Idaho, um, Montana, uh, Rutgers, but now next year they're playing Tennessee down in Tennessee next year in twenty throughout the year down there. They have a couple of other teams, FCS, uh, not FCS, but, but non-FCS teams next year also. So going forward, they're pretty playing the big boys. You know, here on out. Okay, all right, and Chris Peters, but but they, but they do after this game they do play. Um, that Pac-12, Pac-12, Pac-12 season will start after this week. So for for us, and we'll be, I think it's Oregon State is our first game. I think on non-conference schedule, I believe it's Oregon State. I think I believe. Cool. Okay. Yep. And uh, Ahmed, give me a thought. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fr- true freshman. He was the uh, player out of I think Arizona or California. I think it's Arizona or California. Number one player out of their top in the tenth player overall running back class, 2017. Offered by the Irish, Notre Dame Irish, or offered by Arizona, I think, um, USC, Stanford, Oregon, the list goes on and on. Um, but he did pick UW, and um, he's a smart smart kid, I can tell, by doing that. He's a four-star recruit, um, actually five-star recruit out of uh, California, I think, or Arizona, as I was saying. But um, I did, yeah, he, he had five carries, nine carries in the game, 54 yards. Plus he had a touch. He had plus he had a, a one yard, uh, one catch for ten yards, putting a touchdown pass he caught, and he's like, I would, I don't, I don't want to get too out of out of my league here, but I, you know, he has some moves like Barry Sanders one, once did back Ooh. in the day. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's some tasty moves. He's tasty got moves from he's Barry got Sanders. he's he's got moves. He got, he's, oh yeah, he's got moves on moves. He's got juke, juke left, juke right, spin, spin around. Man, he is fun to. He's up, he can go down the middle, you know, okay, out, and then he can also finesse you. So he's a lethal combination. You, you don't see a lot of that nowadays. You don't see too many jukers like you did Barry Sanders. And, uh, yeah, you know, they're a rare breed. Uh, yeah, that's cool to hear. Um, I'll wait and see if he makes it to the bigs, and then maybe give him some of my attention. But I just want to say one. I just want to say one thing real sure. quick. Um, I'd be remiss. 
we live in Spokane, and uh, today we had a tragedy to this, this morning in Freeman, uh, shooting shooting today, and one one person got killed, and five people got in the hospital. I just want to hopefully pray for those the family in Freeman, and hopefully everything goes well, um, hopefully recovery, and go back for that right now as well. Well said, well said, and uh, you know I just want to thank Oz for uh, letting me ask uh, these hard-hitting questions that I formed over the last <laughs> oh. week, uh, just really oh, yeah. kind of just thinking about that great game and um, this team that uh, a few of you out there uh, really love, you know. So, um, But, <laughs> yeah, as always, um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, having me back back here at the Grotto again, and uh, hopefully yeah. I get a little more love this time from the podcast, Oz Nation. <laughs> really disappointed, yeah. really disappointed. I didn't even beat uh, John Riffle. I mean, come on, come on, Riffle, come on. He's, he 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 had eighty four listens. You know, he's he's tough to beat. But oh, uh, Mac, Mac, I just want to give a recap recap of what's coming next. Later later tonight after trivia tonight, I have Caesar coming back on. Week two NFL picks. We're gonna discuss week one of NFL picks as well. And then uh, tomorrow night, I got a treat. D Mac coming back in the podcast. Like all things TV. He's a legend. Yes, it's been a yes, month. Let him go, man. That guy's that guy can. He can. Uh, he's a poet, man. He's good. I always yeah. enjoy Dmac. Cool. Oh yeah, he's he's fantastic. Anyways, everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Talk to you later tonight. Godspeed, and be blessed. See ya.